Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Potty Shop. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. My name is Abraham Alexander, and you listen to the Ranger Report podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Inside scoop. Listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, welcome everybody to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. Uh, Tonight, I am joined by uh, Texas Rangers prospect Jordan Procession. Jordan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Yourself, Ben? I'm doing good. Did I pronounce that right, Procession? Yes, you did. You okay, did a good. good job. Well, my last name is Dieter and everybody says dieter. So I know, I know a little something about last names being pronounced wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's start off with the important stuff here tonight. Um, I know that you got into seven games last year, you know, as a pitcher, which I'm, I'm wondering, you know, you had Cole Wynn, you had Jake Latch, you had Zach Kent, you had all these pitchers. Were you the most underrated pitcher last year for the Frisco Rough Riders? I'd have to agree. And I think the, the rest of the pitching staff would agree too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know that was fun to get you out there. Then now your fastball came in at a, at what? Uh, I was ranging between 40 to 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching, I, I watched a lot on the app, the MILB app, and then I came to a bunch of games too, but I mean, okay. for you, that had to be a little bit fun, right. To get out there and pitch. <laughs> yeah. It was a blast. You know, I mean, obviously <laughs> It's never a good thing when a position player has to pitch, no. uh, but especially early on in the season when, you know, pitchers are on strict pitch counts and you just got to take care of their arms. It's, it's fun to go in there and, uh, you know, just mess with hitters a little bit. Oh, I'm sure it is. But, but talking about that on a serious side, I mean, you had some, some really amazing pitchers that you caught for last year. Absolutely. We are very, our, uh, our pitching staff last year was, was unbelievable. And, you know, I think, and I'm sure you don't know where you're going to start again this year, but wherever you start, you're also going to have an unbelievable pitching staff. If you just look at what the Rangers have been doing as far as who the prospects they're getting and the players they're picking up. Definitely. I mean, you know, the, 
the pitchers that we have in this organization, you know, being my second year with the organization, they're, uh, they're pretty elite pitchers, you know, it doesn't matter. They're not all just flamethrowers. They're all, you know, they have good pitches. They know what to do with them. Uh, obviously you have your guys that throw hard, uh, but even with that, they know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, top to bottom, it's uh, we got some pretty good arms in this system. Yeah. And as a catcher, you, I know you get to work with a lot of these guys. Now catchers, your prime position, do they move you around at first or anything like that? Or do you just catch? No, catcher is my prime position, but yeah, I do play a little bit of first, okay. um, you know, anything that'll get me in the lineup. It's yeah. uh, that's the biggest thing for me. And yeah, uh, play a little bit of first. I think I have one inning of right field under my belt, but that was, you know, just a little bit of fun, <laughs> but yeah, catcher, definitely my primary. And if, if it calls for it, you know, I can definitely play, play first. Well, when I played, I was the guy that they put in right field because they didn't want to put me anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I talk about baseball now and never played it. So, <laughs> hey, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, let's look at 2021. You guys didn't play in 2020, which kind of sucked for everybody in the minor leagues. 2021, Agreed. you guys got in a full season. So, just looking back on the season, I know Frisco had an amazing year, and you were there. Uh, just for yourself, did you meet? Did you have any goals for yourself in 2021, and did you meet them? I mean, obviously my goal every single year since being drafted to, back in 2014 uh, is, you know, just have have a good year health-wise, stay healthy, you know, continue to, to get better and grow as a baseball player. And, you know, I, I do feel like I did meet a bunch of my goals. Uh, obviously, my end goal is to become a major league baseball player whenever, you know, the time comes. Um, but that's out of my control, uh, yeah. you know, but everything that was in my control, you know, I felt like I had a, had a pretty good year. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to, to get back playing. That's for sure. Yeah. And I know for all of us, it was too, you know, covering baseball, just like this lockout, we, we had some difficult times there just trying to find some content to put out while you get, while the strike was yeah. going on. Now I know the strike didn't really affect you guys. And that's why we had, like, we had, uh, Blaine Krim and, and, uh, Jack's Biggers and, and Zach Kent and a bunch of guys on from the minors. Uh, Ricky Vanasco was another one, but for you guys, I mean, I know you were probably paying attention to the lockout, but it didn't really affect your day-to-day -day at all, did it? No, I mean, we still, we knew that it wasn't going to affect the minor league season. Um, you know, for me, being a free agent this past off season uh, made it a little more difficult because teams didn't know how their rosters were going to shape out. Um, but, you know, I was very fortunate enough that the Rangers wanted to bring me back. Um, so as for a day-to-day -day basis this off season, kind of understanding I knew when the season was going to start. I knew when spring training was going to start. So for myself, from that standpoint, yeah, it, it made it a normal off season for me. Yeah, that's good. And I know for, for, for the, uh, for the minor league guys, at least that was the good thing. And I was actually looking forward to if the lockout continued, you know, a lot more people would have been paying attention to minor league baseball this year. Yeah. So um, 2022 is getting started now, by the way, they are working you guys pretty hard in spring training, aren't they? <laughs> That's, I mean, they're always, we're always working. This is the time where, you know, you got to get all the, all the rust and cobwebs off the off season, you know, get your feet back under you for spring training, bring everybody back together. And, you know, it spring training, they say it's long. It is. I mean, we're here for about six weeks, but yeah. it goes by really, really quick. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Now you're uh, it, it must be. So you're, you're married and have a child. So where, where are you staying? Do they have a house for you? We, we ended up finding a, finding a house in Phoenix. So that way my wife and daughter and our dogs uh, could be out here with me. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I was just wondering, cause I know that they're providing housing like dorm type housing, but for you guys that are married, it's just a little bit different. 
yeah, just a little bit different. You know, I, I got to make sure that my family is comfortable. And, uh, you know, obviously it's just a little bit different when you have a child and you have, you know, pets, uh, you kind of can't be uh, with other people. You got to kind of be on your own, which completely understandable. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good that you guys found a place and, and I couldn't like, you know, I've been married for a forever time, but I couldn't imagine like going away for six weeks like that and leaving my family behind. Yeah. I mean, I, for, I came out here a week before they did. Uh, and I mean, with having a three month old, it sucked being away from her for that long, but you know, there are certain sacrifices that we, we have to make with this game of being away from our family, but I'm very, very thankful that they're able to be out here for, for camp. Yeah. And that, that is great for you. I'm really glad to hear that. So, all right, well, we are getting ready. Do they, have they given you an idea where you're starting this year? What level? I, I'm not sure. I okay. mean, when I signed back, they said, you know, double A, triple A, I'm not sure how the cards are going to fall. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going out every day, you know, taking, uh, taking full advantage of this opportunity that I'm given again. Um, and you know, just wherever it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, so I'm excited to find out and, you know, kind of go from there. Okay. So, um, if you do start at Frisco, which would be okay, cause I like that place, but if you do start there, there, there's a great chance that you'll be catching uh, Jack lighter. Have you got to watch him pitch yet? I have, I have gotten to watch him, you know, go about his business and, and throw his bullpens and, you know, he's, he's got a pretty electric arm, you know, he's got really good, four good pitches, um, you know, carries himself with very good demeanor. Um, so I'm excited to see how, how he, how he throws this season. Yeah. He's been, you know, a lot of people, obviously when you're the number two pick overall, people are going to talk about you, but it's been, it's been, it's been cool to see him pitching. And I know it's been cool for, I'm probably for you guys as well to see him in, in camp, but is there a, was there a pitcher that you liked catching the best last year? I mean, with the staff that we had last year, you couldn't, you couldn't pick anyone out. I mean, everybody threw unbelievable last year. Uh, You had AJ Alexi and Jake Latz and Nick Snyder, who all made their debuts last year from us. I hope I'm not missing any other pitchers from our team. Um, But, you know, you have guys like that who make their debut, and then you have guys who stayed with us all season but threw really, really well. Um, So, you know, I I can't just pick out one guy uh, where it was, oh, this is who I want to catch, or this was my best catch. It was – throughout the entire year of the guys we had coming in guys we had going out. It was a blast to catch that cat, that pitching staff. I can imagine that it was now at your level. I know um, at the minor level, do, do catchers call games quite as much as they do in the majors or, or are the coaches calling the games? For the majority of the part, we're calling the games, okay. um, you know, throughout all of pro ball catchers are calling the games. Uh, you get with your pitcher before the game and kind of go over a game plan you know, and you understand what pitchers you have in the bullpen, you understand their game plan. There are times where, you know, a pitching coach will be like, Hey, I want it. I want this, or I want that. And, you know, that's understandable because, you know, they, they see things as well. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're calling our own games as well. Okay, good. I was, I, I thought you did. And I had, I interviewed uh, Brett Nicholas years ago and I asked him that question and, and he said that he also did the same thing. So I was just wondering if that was still the same from, well, that was like 2014. So yeah, still the same. You'll see us look over uh, to the bench, but those are more for game running signs. Yeah. Um, you know, if they want to pick or certain stuff like that. Um, but no, we're, we have our own game plan going in and, you know, you just adjust accordingly. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. So, all right. Um, let's look a little bit back for, for you uh, before you got to the Rangers. Now you were drafted by the Boston Red Sox, correct? Correct. And I saw it here, 2014, you said? 
2014 was when I got drafted. Got drafted. All right. And you played high or uh, college baseball. Where was that? NKU. Yeah. I was my junior year. I spent at NKU. Yeah. And then my freshman and sophomore, I spent at Northeastern Junior College in Colorado. Uh, so when did you when did you kind of know that scouts were looking at you and you had a chance of getting drafted? Um, I mean, it probably date back to to high school. Um, you know, being in Canada, it's one of those things. If you get selected to the national team, you know, you have a, somewhat of a chance of being drafted out of high school. I wasn't, uh, and looking back now, I was not ready for professional baseball out of high school. Um, you know, some people are and all the best to them, but I, I wasn't looking back at it. Uh, but it had to probably be my, my sophomore year of college is when it got really real. Okay. Um, thought I was going to get picked up that year. Didn't, which, you know, it was completely, completely fine. Uh, and then it was, you know, going into my junior spring, I kept in contact with a lot of teams and, you know, thankfully the Red Sox took a chance on me and selected me that year. So where were you and how did you find out that you had been drafted? I was uh, back in my hometown uh, of Okotoks, Alberta, Canada, actually. And I was playing around a golf uh, when I got the call. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of those stories are great. The, 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 you know, you probably know who Jeff Wilson is. He also has a podcast and they always ask that question. So I thought I would push that one on you. I don't blame you. No, because that's a fun one to hear. I mean, you know, I've never had an experience like that. The best I've ever gotten is, you know, getting called to be hired for a job. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's almost the same. It is almost the same, you're get, but you're, you're getting a job offer. That just is correct. Different, just different paths. That's all it is. Different careers. That's correct. So anyway, um, well, that that's really cool. So what um, you guys have a few weeks left and you're going to start the regular season. So in 2022, I mean, obviously, we want to make the big leagues. You've got a lot of catchers in front of you right now, and they just picked up another one. Um, <laughs> realistically, is your goal this year to make the majors, or do you not think about that? You just go out there and play as best you can. I just go out there and play the best I can. You know, the biggest thing throughout my nine years of pro baseball is you have to understand that you just have to control what you can control. It's the biggest cliche everybody talks about, but it's also the biggest truth in baseball. Um, and you know, you don't have any control over where they're going to put you, where they're going to move you. You just have to go about your own business. Yeah. So for me, it's again, you know, staying healthy. I can't wait to, to play with my daughter in the stands this season. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just, obviously the end goal is everybody want, well, you're playing this game to get to the highest level, but yeah. Uh, for me, it's just go about my business day to day, be the best teammate, I can, be, be the best teammate that I can be. And, you know, just kind of let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And I know I have two daughters myself, so I know they're a little older, but I know that uh, it's just cool when, when your kid gets to see you do, you know, what you do for a living. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And she's young now, but she's going to grow up knowing, you know, that that's what you did. And I think, I think it's awesome that she's going to be able to watch you. Cause I, I, my kids are now 19 and 17. I kind of miss those uh, smaller child days. I believe it. I mean, you know, it's great to have them too, cause they can both drive. So I don't have to take them anywhere anymore, but still, you know, <laughs> you don't have to taxi anymore. I don't have to taxi anymore. So that's kind of nice. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's see. We'll wrap it up with a couple of questions here. Are you now you're from Canada? You said, Yes. So weather wise, when you first came to play down here in Texas, was that a big culture shock or do you kind of moved your way down slowly? Um, I mean, I've been in and out of the States since 2011 now, okay. you know, going to, going to college in the States, uh, back in 2011 is when I graduated high school. So I've been acclimated to 
you know, the warmer weather uh, for a while now. So it hasn't been too much of a culture shock or a shock to the system. So it's, uh, it's been good. I enjoy the warm weather. You know, now I reside down in Oklahoma. Yeah. So I'm pretty used to the weather now. I was going to say, did you, how did, how did you enjoy snowmageddon last year in February? (laughs) It's kind of funny how much everything just shuts down as soon as, as soon as the snow is hitting, but they're just not prepared for it because it doesn't happen very much. No. So, you know, you just, you just make sure that you're, you and your family are safe and kind of go from there. Yeah. I was actually born in the Pennsylvania area. So I, I understand, okay. I understand snow a little bit more than, than most uh, Texan lifers do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I have a four wheel drive on purpose just in case. A hundred percent. You need just for that, those one to two weeks a year when it hits, you need to have a four wheel drive. That is correct. All right. Well, now yeah. you've been, you've been down in this area for a while now. Um, we always like to ask this question to everyone we have on. Have you eaten at Whataburger? I have. That's right. my wife's favorite place to eat. Oh, then now see, I like your wife even more now. So um, <laughs> what is your go-to when you go to Whataburger? Oh my goodness. Probably just a bacon cheeseburger. Oh yeah. 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 With, yeah. Uh, gotta get spicy ketchup. Gotta yep. get the spicy ketchup with the fries. Uh, yeah. But see, and most people we ask, they say the fries. Like we had Emily Jones on. She said the fries. We had uh, Matt Hicks on. He said the fries. So, you know, <laughs> I, I thought if this people would say burgers, but you know, they do have really, really good fries. I'm on a diet actually, so I can't eat their fries right now, which makes me sad. Right. Their, uh, their Dr. Pepper <laughs> shake is pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. But... That is as well. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan procession, I really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.